five steps to achieving your goals in 2024. Let's go. I am a big believer in goal setting because I've seen how effective it has been in my own life. I've been setting goals since 2018 and over the past five years, I've accomplished more in those years than all the years prior. Here's how I see it. Not having goals is like climbing into a sailboat on the coast of California and expecting the wind to take you to Hawaii. It's not gonna happen. I said Hawaii didn't weird, didn't I? Hawaii, from California to Hawaii. It's just not gonna happen, let's just be honest. And from what I can tell, the two biggest reasons that people don't set goals is number one, is that they don't know what they want, or number two, is that they're afraid of how they will feel if they don't reach their goals. In this episode, I'm gonna solve both of those problems for you and show you the best techniques that I have learned in five years of goal setting. Let's go. Step number one is to disconnect. If you lack clarity on your goals, it's because you are distracted. We are constantly being fed information on how the world wants us to live through social media, the news, your friends, your family, even your community, all unconsciously pushing you towards a specific direction. I experienced this firsthand with running. I've hated running my entire life, but when I moved to Austin and lived downtown, right on the Ladybird Trail, which has to be one of the most active running trails in the entire country, I slowly got sucked in. It started as just a few jogs here and there along the river, which eventually turned into me running a half marathon, which eventually turned into me now training to finish this upcoming Austin half marathon in under one hour and 40 minutes, which ends up being about a 7.30 minute pace, which is way faster than I've ever ran any race before. One could argue that this was a good influence on my life because it got me to run, but the point is we are constantly being influenced by our environments. So the first step to gaining clarity on your goals for 2024 is to remove the distractions. I personally take between Christmas and New Year's Day to disconnect. This year specifically, I rented a cabin in the woods and will literally be disconnected for three days as I establish my goals for next year. You don't have to go to these extremes to disconnect for a bit. My point is you should be intentional about taking at least a day or two to put everything on hold and allow your inner voice to get a little bit louder. It is easier than ever to fill our days and remain distracted from sunup to sundown. Everyone is telling you what you should or should not do, and I'm sure they all have your best intentions in mind, but they are not the ones living your life. So if you want to make sure you're moving in the right direction and have clarity on what you want, you have to find time to disconnect. Here are a few ideas. Take a staycation outside of your city, like I'm going to be doing. Go on a silent walk in nature. Try meditating for a few days, or at the very least, just turn off your phone for a few hours. The point is you need to find time and space away from your environmental pressures. Step number two is to reflect. It's hard to know where you are going if you don't know where you've been. You have lived a lot of life up until this point, and I'm sure there are things that you are proud of, and there are things that you are not so proud of. And so one of the best ways to plan for the future is to start by reflecting on the past. Looking back at my goals from 2018, it's interesting to reflect on how much has changed. I had four goals that year, and here's what they were. Number one was I wanted to weigh 160 pounds with 10% body fat. Number two was I wanted to connect with people who valued health. Number three was I wanted to have a healthy relationship and marriage. And number four was I wanted to learn front-end development and find a mentor. Some of the goals, I've achieved and some of those I clearly did not because I am no longer married. That's a story for another day. But what's helpful about reflecting on my previous goals is that I now have more clarity on what I want and what I don't want moving forward. One of the goals that I did accomplish was that I learned front-end development, which taught me that I don't really enjoy writing code that much, but I do enjoy working with design, which is why part of my business is website design. So before you get too gung-ho, which fun fact, I looked up that word because I was curious as to even where that comes from. Essentially, it comes from a Marine battalion back in the 1940s and they were 
we're using it to describe anyone whose conduct or behavior was obnoxious or offensive. Anyways, I digress. Before you get too overenthusiastic about setting goals for next year, take time to reflect. Not just what you've learned, but also the good moments as well. Fun trips you've gone on, interesting experiences you've had, good purchases, bad purchases, good relationships, bad relationships. Look back at your calendar, look back at your journals, really anywhere where you can dig up some information about your past. Overall, get a picture of all the wins and losses over the past one to two years. Step number three, the perfect day. Spending a weekend on the beach is great, but you know what's better? when every day feels like a weekend on the beach. Like most people, I used to live for the weekends and the vacations, spending my entire week looking forward to those few vital days on the weekends when I could finally do the things I wanted to do. Until I heard a quote from the great Seth Godin, who I highly admire, I've read all of his books and I've been following him for a long time, but he said, instead of wondering when your next vacation is, maybe you should set up a life that you don't need to escape from. The majority of your life is the weekdays and the majority of your life is doing some form of work. What sense does it make to spend all that time in a miserable way so that you can have a few days on the weekend? This is when I learned the perfect day exercise. Basically, here's what it is. Write out your average perfect day. I'm not talking about the island vacation where you sit on the beach and sip margaritas and watch the sunset. That does sound enjoyable, but if you're being honest with yourself, this is fun for about a week or at even the most a month. But eventually, like all novelty, it will wear off and you'll become bored with it. A better way to plan for the future is to think about how you want to spend an average day, a day that you can live again and again and not become bored with. For me, for example, I've really broken it down to three things I enjoy doing every single day. Number one is I want to work out in some form. Right now, that's weightlifting and running. Number two is I want to work on meaningful projects. For me right now, that's content creation, community building, and websites. And number three is I want to spend time with good people. And right now, that's my girlfriend and a close friend group that I have. As long as I have those most days of the week, I'm super happy. And so what about yourself? The easiest way to do the perfect day exercise is to write out each hour of the day and write out exactly how you want to spend that entire day. So I recommend giving it a shot. Step number four, the actual goals. I'm going to let you in on a little bit of secret about goals. Everyone has the same goals. Good health, quality relationships, meaningful work, overall happiness. But what differentiates people's goals is how they accomplish those things. So for example, for someone who wants good health, it might mean competing in an upcoming race, while others, it might be eating a specific diet, whether it's keto or paleo or vegan or vegetarian or whatever the case might be. Quality relationships might mean a close friend group, while others, it might be raising a family. Meaningful work might mean a podcast host like myself, while others, it might mean serving the local community. At the end of the day, though, we all just want to be happy. So if your goals aren't leading you towards living a happier life, you're probably setting the wrong goals. My best piece of advice I can give you about deciding your goals is to think big, but to act small. For example, Elon Musk wants human society to eventually live on Mars. Pretty audacious. However, he's not piling a bunch of people into a spaceship and blasting them off to Mars. That wouldn't go very well. But what he's doing on a day-to-day -day basis is he's building businesses and working with people that share the same vision and slowly, day-to-day, -day, working towards that long-term vision. Like building a spaceship company, figuring out how you can keep people living on Earth long enough so that we don't die off and we can actually make it to Mars. I'm not saying you need to have that audacious of goals like going to Mars, but you should be thinking big. And big is obviously only relative to you. What is your big audacious goal that you, if you accomplished it someday would mean the world to you. That's a good way to think about it. And another way to think about it is what is the someday goal that would mean the most to you and the world? That's probably a good place to start. So then your goals going into 2024 should hopefully in some way lead you towards that ultimate vision that would ultimately obviously make you a happier person. 
And step number five, which is without question the most essential step, every step of goal setting is useless without this step. Most people will never, never achieve their goals for this one singular reason is they don't establish a relationship with their goals. You don't get into a relationship with somebody and neglect them until the end of the year and expect them to still be there. Yet that is exactly what we do with our goals. I know because I used to be that person and that's exactly how I used to set goals. I would write them down on some document because writing them down is important, which it is. But then I wouldn't look at them again until the end of the year and I would wonder why I didn't accomplish them. Looking back at it now, it seems obvious. I didn't actually put in place as to how I was going to accomplish those goals. Now what I do is I work backwards from the goal and I set milestones and check-ins with myself to make sure I'm on pace. Don't get me wrong, it rarely goes according to plan and things do fall to the wayside as life happens. And by no means is it a straight line to success. It looks more like a jagged line with ups and downs, but having the regular check-ins at the very least keeps me on pace. What I do personally is I have weekly, monthly, and quarterly check-ins for each one of my goals. Obviously, this takes a bit of time to set this all up, and of course, things change throughout the course of the year, but at least it just, as I said, keeps me on course and keeps me in the right direction. I would rather be a motorboat in an ocean of possibility than a sailboat where you are left to the whims of nature. Nature will push you around, and even once in a while, you will smash into a rock. But at the very least, having goals gives you purpose in direction. And so as a quick recap of those five things is number one is find time and space to disconnect and listen to that voice of what you actually want. Number two is to reflect on the previous year or years to get an idea of the rights and the wrongs. Number three would be to write out the average perfect day to get some clarity as to how you want to spend the majority of your time. Number four would be to write out the goals for the next year. And number five would be to create a relationship with those goals and to have regular check-ins I hope this was helpful. I actually have templates that I use and I'm planning on putting together a cohort of people for goal setting into the next year. If you were interested in that, just shoot me a message and I'll get you plugged in. Love you guys. Peace. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. And if you have any feedback for me about the show or any other guests that you'd want to see in the show, definitely shoot me a message. I love engaging with my audience and figuring out how I can provide the best value possible to the people listening to this show. Before you go, I only have one ask of you and that would be to check on my three tips Tuesday newsletter. It's three marketing tips every Tuesday specifically for the health and fitness entrepreneur to help them attract new leads. If you press the link in the description, it'll take you directly to the archive of all my previous newsletters and you can decide for yourself if it's something for you. If you end up finding it helpful, you can just sign up for the newsletter and you'll get it in your inbox every Tuesday. Thanks again and keep hustling my friends.